We are back. This is Opeti the podcast season two. We are your hosts, Steph and Tamer. And we are here to serve you all the tea on Opeti Life. But if you can't wait to hear what we're serving this week, head on over to our Instagram at Opeti. Oh my God, there is so much tea. I know. Let's, Let's go. go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to season two, episode three of Opeti the podcast. Hello, T. Hi, Steph. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. So today is a very special episode. It is our first interview. Woo! And we have a very special guest here. Who is it? Who is our guest? So today, our au pair friend is Laura. She's my very, very good au pair friend who I live close by with. And we're always hanging out. So if you see me on Instagram um, or even on my Facebook, you'll see her all over. Mm -hmm. Um, you want, you want to say hi? Hi. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Listen oh. to that. Hi. Um, so we, we brought her on for the first episode, but before we jump into that, we Steph and I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that has registered an interest in becoming a guest on our podcast. We have had like a flood of DMs. We've had a lot to work through, a lot to message people. So if you don't have a message back yet, we will get back to you. Yeah. Um, we're recording something very special next weekend with somebody yeah. very, very special. I thought I was sure special someone. You are very Yeah. Special. I mean, they're special and they're special, you know? Yeah. Um, so before we jump in, Steph, do you just quickly want to explain kind of where the idea of the interviews came about, what we want to kind of bring to it or get from it for the mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we kind of just thought that we give all of our opinions and our kind of insight into our au pair life but every single person has different experiences and everything so we wanted to get different perspectives and we thought what better way to do that than to invite people onto our podcast to get them to talk about their opinions their experience and how they've kind of dealt with different things during their time everybody has had different things happen and things have gone different ways and I think it's nice to kind of get different stories from people yeah, I definitely think that's a, that's a bonus. It's good because we talk about, obviously, our experience and stuff, but there are so many different people out there with different stories to, to tell. And yeah. I think part of our community is about supporting and kind of sharing. So right. what better way than the people themselves? Yeah, and so, we've, we've had some crazy stories come through our DMs, like people wanting to share them. It's There are I some crazy so. things that have happened. So it's exciting. Yeah, some very unique situations. So... Let's just jump straight into it with like a little intro. So basically, who are you? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself before au pair life. Well, as you just said, my name's Laura. (laughs) Now, do you want the long version of the or the short version of where I'm from? Tell us the long version. Yeah, tell us everything. Okay, long version. It all happened 25 years ago. Um, No, I was born in Belgium. And then when I was about three or four, I moved to England mm-hmm. and then I lived there for, I don't know, 12 years. 12 or 13 years, I think. Yeah. yeah. I lived there for quite a long time, which is why I sound very English. And mm. then I moved to the Netherlands where my parents are actually from, I'm Dutch. Um, so I went through the Dutch cultural care to become an au pair, but as you could probably tell, you I'm don't more sound English. No, I yeah. do not sound Dutch. You do sound English. English. Very English. Um, I'm very, very English. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so, I sound very English, I'm not that English. Yeah, you're a fake Brit. <laughs> yeah. So, you are an au pair with the family about 20 minutes from me in Briar yes. Creek. We love them. The Udanis! Woohoo! Who are host family of the year nominations. Yes, vote the- for them. Um, so, how long, when did you become an au pair? And tell us a little bit about, about your host family. So, I arrived in August 2020. Mm-hmm. Same, so I got the- yeah. Yes. Same. exemption visa yes but... um which was really cool because they they both work in the hospital they're anesthesiologists it's a big word i know I'm, <laughs> I, I was very pleased that i pronounced that right the first time because that doesn't always work um yeah so they are anesthesiologists um they are honestly so nice mm-hmm. i can chat literally about anything with them i love hanging out with them and then my two amazing cute little post kids they oh, are adorable so um i love watching them hanging out with them just cuddling with them oh my god what are their names laura um the i have a two-year-old called asha and a four-year-old called aiden and mm. the, yeah i have two host kids very cool <laughs> lucky <laughs> so you don't do anything then no not really oh so you've been in so you've been in a pretty much what a week or two longer than i have yeah mm-hmm. i came on the 21st of august oh my god we i came on the 22nd yeah. of august i've been here the oh! longest one <laughs> by one day. well oh technically God, technically i was in america on the 21st i was just in new york not in maryland uh, so i guess we've been here the same amount of time technically yeah we have Fun. So, Laura, the burning question is: Why did you choose to become an au pair in the first place? I don't know, really. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Well, I've I've always worked with kids. Like, I started working in daycares, like sixteen, and I just loved it. And I've, I was, I've been very, very fortunate to be able to travel to America a lot with my family. And I just always loved coming here. So I just thought, why not combine the two, go to America for like some time while looking after kids. Um, so that was it, really. That was my decision behind it. That was yes. it. Yeah. And you, um, you met your host family, didn't you? I did. Before. I met my host family in summer of 2019. <gasps> what? Yeah. So I was on holiday in Florida, like I usually am. <laughs> Um, and I was like, I can get a ticket up to Raleigh for like, it was pretty cheap. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come because we were already talking a bit. And I was like, I might as well. It was like a one and a half hour flight. I stayed like a weekend with them. They showed me around. I met the kids. I stayed in the house mm. and it just clicked. Like we just got on from the very start and yeah, like I knew mm. then that I was like, yeah, I'm going to match with these people. I love I'm that. gonna live here. Oh, so. that's cute. That's like such a rare opportunity. I know. Yeah, yeah. But it worked out for the best, I guess. It did. Mm-hmm. When did you apply to become an au pair? <laughs> when I was in New York. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was. I remember because I, me and my friend applied at the same time, and unfortunately, she couldn't come because of the whole visa ban. So she's gonna try again next summer. Yeah. But we were in New York together, and we met an au pair, and we signed up, and then we got called by the Dutch cultural care. We were like, um, so roaming costs, guys. We are, <laughs> we're not gonna do this right now. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think we signed up in like April 
2019. Whoa. Oh my god. Yeah. So we signed up like a, a long time before. Mm. But I knew I still wanted to work another year. I meant like a primary school teacher. So mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to work like another year before I actually went out, went out to mm-hmm. become an au pair. But we yeah. were just like, you know what? We might as well sign up. Might as well get our name on That was a mistake because yeah. then COVID hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got here, didn't I? You did. Oh. You did. Um, so a lot of the time, I remember when I was researching to become an au pair, I always wanted to know about schedules and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and that's quite, that's what people always ask us. And we know that with au pairs, you need to be flexible and schedules will change. But what's kind of your typical day as an au pair when you're working? So my typical day starts about 6.15 or 6.45 because my host parents leave for work quite early and I do the morning routine with them. So I'll go downstairs, get breakfast ready. I'll watch the kids on the monitors. Normally they don't get up till about seven. And then I go wake them up, get them dressed, breakfast, and then I bring them to school. And then I'm back about 8.30 and then I'll clean the kitchen up, put their laundry in. And then I'm kind of off till about four-ish most days. So I'm off for quite a while from like nine to four. And then at four, I pick them up get them home like bathe them do dinner time mm-hmm. hang out with them for a bit sometimes no normally I go to like the playground after school like do an activity with them and then at about seven I'm done working mm-hmm. some days it can be earlier some days it can be later it depends mm-hmm. but that's it and then on every Wednesday and Thursday I always pick up one of my host kids early just to have some one-on-one time with them that's cute. I just think that's really important for like you get to know their own personalities away from their siblings and yeah. they just really appreciate it as well. So mm-hmm. I'll go to like the museum with them or I'll take one to Starbucks or, <laughs> I mean, I've got my host kids addicted to Starbucks, but we love yeah, that. that's pretty much my normal schedule. Mm-hmm. And then do you hang out with your host family in the evening or do you go to your room? Um, no, I normally hang out with them. Yeah like at dinner time we just all have like dinner together mm. and I'm not usually in my room actually at all there. <laughs> yeah no so so what has been your best moment so far or anything you're proud of achieving since you've arrived here hmm mm. <laughs> That's a big question. well I, th- I think it's just like a hard that is a hard question. Yeah, it is a hard question, but I think I'm just most proud of like that the kids trust me mm-hmm. as if I was like kind of like a third parent. Yeah. Like they know exactly what to expect from me and we've just built this amazing bond together. Mm. The like what my one of my host kids, he's really good at like when he knows he's gonna get worked up, he'll just be like, Laura, can I just have a hug? Like he Aww. just needs a reset, but he knows that and he knows like he can get that from me and I just think it's like the cutest thing ever that is cute yeah it's hard isn't it sometimes I remember like I didn't struggle to build bonds with my host kids but I was worried that I wouldn't I was worried about not giving them it like enough and yeah. I was like how do I do that but they're very gracious children and my host parents are very helppful with it so totally get that like getting like Asher and Aiden to trust that's a big thing like when kids yeah. trust you like <laughs> kids you know kids are funny creatures but if they don't trust you, you've got no chance. So on the flip side of what Steph said, what is a kind of challenge that you've faced during your au pair time? And, you know, how did you overcome it? Because it, we'll, we'll say, we always say, it's never perfect, right, Steph? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sure. Well, 
obviously I am so. I mean, <laughs> like, um, have those days or, or au pairs have times I mean like so like in a future episode we'll be we'll be doing our homesickness update and mm-hmm. a couple of things to do with that so and I'll be talking about one of the big ones that I faced but what what's been difficult for you what did you do what was the outcome of it tell us I think just getting like the structure and like obviously everyone has different ways of dealing with it and at the beginning just kids really need to get used to your style and like mm-hmm. how you do things and what you do Mm-hmm. I think they're used um, to having someone else yeah. in the house that isn't a mum but is also in I charge. I mean, they've had like previous au pairs, but I feel like every au pair is so different that yeah. it just takes a while, like that period between yeah. the two, just to get everything settled. And yeah, I think it's just also like with behaviour. Like, sometimes the kids are screaming and they're throwing yeah. tantrums, and you know, sometimes it's hard to. I really do my best to like just not give in. Mm-hmm. And I say that works pretty well for me, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, just, just, just stop. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> um, so what have I you think... kind of done to get through those kind of tough patches and kind of get things back on track? Is there anything that you, do, is there anything now that you're like, that really works now whenever someone's having a fit, I know exactly what I need to do? Or did you speak to your host parents or what happened? Um, so I think it's because, and it sounds a little not mean but the first few times it happens I'm just so strict with myself Mm -hmm. to not give in that they know there is like no wiggle room yeah so now when they're like when they hear no from me they know it's a definite no like they won't continue whining like they used to yeah and honestly it's so hard because they're so cute (laughs) and you never want to be the bad guy either like you always want to be like the the fun aunt that they love and never tells them off (laughs) that is it but I feel like if you get through that phase you can 100% be that fun person fun Mm -hmm. aunt to go with because they know exactly what to expect from you Mm -hmm. they like can have fun with you yeah and they know when they overstep though yeah they do they do and I think that's just easier I think it's just easier for everyone and it's such a struggle at the beginning but it's so much more rewarding mm-hmm. once you get through it mm-hmm. it's all about communication right communication, communication. Yeah. <laughs> um so kind of on the same wavelength what is like your biggest lesson that you've learned what's something pinnacle that you've learned during your time being here so far um I think that kids are also really forgiving Mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you might fuck up sometimes but they honestly won't care yeah they'll forget about it they'll forget about it yeah like if I'm having a day and I was a little I'm I have to say I'm a very very patient person like you can ask Mm -hmm. my host parents they're like you Mm. like you were just so calm like (laughs) and um, then there's me (laughs) um, but sometimes sometimes you just get a bit short and snappy with them but then, like, 10 minutes later, they're already asking for a hug from you. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, like, you kind of just, it all just melts yeah. away again. You're like, wait, why was I, like... Kids are very, yeah, very they're, forgiving. They're just very forgiving. And they just love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that kids will take you as you are, really, yeah. as well. Don't, don't you agree, Steph? Like, I think yeah. you need to be authentic as an au pair. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be authentic. You need to be yourself. Because kids can see oh right through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you out. yeah. They're smart little buggers. <laughs> they are, unfortunately. <laughs> um, 
So this is the question that we absolutely hate being asked. We hate being asked this question. Okay. <laughs> I think this is not just for au pairs, but general people in life. What are you planning to do when you finish your au pair term? Oh, so I just extended for 12 months. Woo! Just to question. <laughs> what would you like to do? Or what so, is a goal? Um, in the Netherlands, I did my bachelor, but I also did like another bachelor onto it so I could roll straight into a master program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a big goal of mine is just to go back to school and get my master. I'm not sure in what, like definitely in the educational I did a lot of psychology as well, mm. so something along those lines. I, I would say that right now. Ask me again in about like. <laughs> I'll ask you in like twelve months. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> ask me again twelve months. I might have changed my mind, but yeah. that's <laughs> a big goal because I knew in the Netherlands it's like a weird thing. Like I got like my pre-master, so I did like all my statistics courses and everything already from my master but they're only valid for a certain amount of time. So I knew mm. that if I was to go for an au pair in August 2020, that I could still do like the two whole years and come back before it was. Mm-hmm. Um, before it like expires. Yeah, before it expires. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. So the answer is she doesn't know. I don't think anyone <laughs> knows. I think so only anyone knows. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, know. <clears throat> I remember like when I went to my first job, um, as a primary school teacher and my head teacher was like Laura I want you to make a plan for the next 10 years of your life I was like what? 10 years people who have those five-year plans I'm like what is wrong with but you like, I feel like especially in your 20s oh, you you just shouldn't. you just shouldn't because you never know what's going to come your way COVID for sure. so COVID you don't know what's going to come your way you don't know what's going to happen yeah. and right I think away. you just let it yeah yes. let it be let it let it, let it be let it be <laughs> let it be so before Steph um, kicks off one of the final questions the the kind of last three questions we thought were good because we want to kind of have you be able to take something away from these podcast episodes mm-hmm. and these interviews so um Steph kick off this next question okay this is one of my favorite questions because I, I feel like when you become an au pair is not what you expected at all and there's always things that you wish you knew before you applied before you came over here so Laura what is something you wish you knew before you arrived in the USA or before you even applied (laughs) um I think just how exhausted you could be on some days (laughs) like yeah I'm not saying it's not rewarding, but sometimes I remember like over the Christmas break, like the kids were home obviously the whole day mm-hmm. and then I'd have them from like seven till two, just like full on around me. And my host parents still had to work, so they weren't in the house. So it was literally just me on my own with two kids. And I remember putting them down for naps at like one thirty two ish and then I would just crash. Like I just mm-hmm. completely... <laughs> would sleep probably longer than the kids at that point um it's hard but it's so rewarding but it is very exhausting at some for sure moments especially with covid you can't really do a lot with the kids like you can't take them everywhere that they would usually go so you have to kind of think outside the box like what's outside what can we what's where's a safe place to play like where so yeah yeah you have to kind of i think you have to do a lot more self like occup- 
like you have to occupy them yourself a lot yeah more. so you probably should be a bit more creative or yeah yeah that's a good one actually um so this is more for um kind of the process of becoming an au pair so where did you if you can remember where did you get your information on au pairing from and what agencies did you were popping up for you because we get so many different things popping up when we're looking at au pairing and I remember I put this question in because um somebody wanted to know like where do I get this information yeah. from mm-hmm. and I'm like there's so many resources so you can go to au pair tea get... that's a great source of information great I mean I feel sorry for everyone that was applying before before we came out yeah. to be honest I know. Um, I think I think like I'm on my Instagram I saw someone that I'd met ages ago and they were like oh I'm gonna be a parent and I was like oh that's actually pretty cool and I kind of looked into it but as you said there were so many like different websites and different things that you could find and it was a bit overwhelming at first Mm -hmm. and then as I said earlier we were in New York me and one of my best friends and we met an au pair there. She was living in Jersey at the time. And she was the one that, like, told us about cultural care. Mm. And she was just having such a good time. We spent, like, a whole afternoon or, like, a day with her. And she really trusted this agency. So, mm. yeah, for us, for me, it was, like, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. And so was it I only did... ever cultural care you were looking at? Well, I did see, like, other websites before. Mm-hmm um but because this person just had such a good like review of them mm-hmm. and such a good like feeling about them and it just for me was like okay I know I can trust this agency and then yeah. when I signed up you just got like information straight away mm-hmm. and kind of whenever I call them they know exactly who I am and they know mm-hmm. me by name and mm-hmm. which I think is just really important especially because you are going to a new country by yourself and it's you terrifying. potentially don't know where <laughs> you're really going to end up you know well, you, what's you, gonna want, happen. you want a support system mm-hmm. that you know is going to help you yeah so you maybe so talking to talking to au pairs is probably one of the best yeah. resources you can have which is honestly why I think me au pair tea is so good because you guys are au pairs and you are sharing your story um, yeah. thanks we love it. <laughs> you know and everyone wants like real information like they want the no tea one, no they want the tea like, or the other agencies but it's all very like dream like yeah. it's a very like you know it's very rose picture yeah, perfect so yeah I agree yeah so. and you need to know that it isn't always going to be like the videos you see mm-hmm. on there like the like running down the beach oh or the God. like you know like oh waving God. the American flag, you know, like it's not all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have those days, it feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some it days, it's absolute shit and you just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not had a day where I wanted to go home, but I have had days where I've really been like, I'm struggling. But those are the days where I'm like, Ricky, Jay, I need help, please. Or I'm like, Laura, help me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we need Starbucks. I need Starbucks. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> coffee, coffee will be your lifesaver. Oh, I love that. So <laughs> Steph's got the final question, which is one that we like to kind of leave at the end. Yes. We're probably We're going to start gathering these bits of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura, what yeah. is some advice you would give to future au pairs? People that are dipping their toe in the water, just seeing what the au pair life is about, or people that are waiting to travel? Just anyone that hasn't yet 
had the full experience, what advice would you give them? I would say just do it. Like, <laughs> even copyrighted, though... isn't it? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> says. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry Nike. Sorry, but, guys. Um, no, I would say, like, even though you have your bad days and it can be stressful and it can be exhausting and we've literally just shit on it just like for the last 25 minutes (laughs) it is honestly such a rewarding experience you get so much out of it you get like honestly I've been loving every day Mm -hmm. so far and it's just well especially because oh thanks um but it is honestly just like an amazing experience to have and I also feel like maybe if you don't do it like I had that feeling like if if I don't do it now I'll probably look back in 20 years and be like why didn't I do it why didn't I Mm -hmm. take that one year or two years out of my life just to do this because Mm -hmm. in retrospect like a year is not going to be that long like it's it's not that long like Steph and I literally just got our extension email and we're like how are we halfway through already exactly crazy it's yeah. crazy. I got my extension email, I think, a month before you guys. Oh, my God. So your advice would be to just go at it with everything you've got. Yeah. And Perfect. just to be yourself, have fun. Like, and I think you can really learn a lot from the mm. okay. And you can learn, like, your independence goes up. Like, oh, God, yeah. I think you learn how to be a, an adult. A functioning yeah, adult. But at least better than I'm... what you were. <laughs> it's True. definitely a kick up the ass, like, and... It changes you as a person in the best way possible. It does. I totally agree. Um, and on that note, Laura, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. You guys are so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we'll show. I'm sure you'll pop up somewhere again. Um, so thank you for this first episode, Steph. It's it's been a pleasure, actually. It has. That was amazing. That was great. Um, next week we will be doing a little episode about apps and things that are helpful for au pairs. So we we asked yeah. you guys a few weeks ago, what are your go-to apps for being an au pair? What's helping you? We also looked at what we have as well. So we will be sharing and spilling the tea Thank with you. you. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Wednesday if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Hope it's a good day for you. Yeah, and have a great rest of your week. We will be back next week. We will. You want to say bye, Laura? Bye. <laughs> bye. <Goodbye. laughs> Goodbye. And that's the tea. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on life as an au pair. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at au pair tea. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.